Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, support the Raven. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast, the go home Wrestle Talk podcast for Survivor Jams, Mr. Davis versus Lukewarm Luke Owen in teams, three on three elimination Survivor Series style matchups. I'm Mr. Davis and I'm joined by my arch nemesis of these last few months, Lukewarm Dick Owen. Hello, Swath Nation, and a hello to you, Mr. Davis, you big dick. How the devil are you? I'm doing okay. A little bit bloated. How come? It, it's come out of nowhere. Just had lunch. My same lunch as always, as I went over <laughs> with you the other day. Beans, burgers, and sauerkraut. I don't know what's... It's just Do you made think me that a bit bloated. the problem? Because you, you are eating carbs. You're eating meat and carbs. But they're good, healthy, bacteria-encouraging carbs for the stomach. But, yeah, which, which I, I... And you're right. But you're eating it in large quantities of mm. meat and carbs. And Let if there's often. one thing, that, if there's one thing that we've learned from history, uh, the Victorians, uh, whichever one Henry VIII was, is yeah. that that thank you is that eating lots of meat and carbs is just going to kill you at an early age. That you or s- you know that or polio. Are you, you saying know, I've got gout? I'm not saying you've got gout. I'm just saying that if you're just going to eat nothing but meat and carbs then eventually your stomach's just going to get a little bit bloated mate you're missing the fermented cabbage i'm also eating <laughs> yeah, I, just, I, can't, I can't pin it down <laughs> can't pin mystery. down where this gap is coming from <laughs> well if we've got any doctors in the house uh do let us know support at wrestletalk.com uh let's get into the main show itself though we've got to talk aew and a big old heel term which i thought was excellently executed here is the show uh so last night's episode was i thought bloody cracking and i really liked last week's episode and this one was even better and 
it's, this is the remarkable thing about AEW, is that they put so much care and attention into every... Well, apart from the women's division, but that even that changed this week. They put so much care and attention into every tier of their promotion that even a mid-card feud with a new guy that they're trying to introduce can have a main event episode ending cliffhanger angle that's how that's how well they've done this the the heel turning question was at the end of the very long longly built up match you know team taz have been feuding with some iteration of darby allen cody rhodes john moxley and will hobbs for about two months since all out really in that battle casino battle royal with darby in particular and it it culminated really in this this main event tag match brian cage won with the a, a second rope drill claw on Derby. We'll talk about the idea of the TNT champion taking the pin in his first match. I didn't actually mind it, but I totally understand why people wouldn't like that. And then Team Taz, they're wailing. They're wailing on Cody and Derby afterwards. Uh, they're getting that heel heat. But who should run down but Will Hobbs? Yeah, and I, I said this on last week's show. He was late to the party last week, which, and some people said, Luke, you're an idiot. If you watch Dark, he's already turned the team down. I was like, no, 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 no. There's something in the fact that he was late to the party for the save last week. Yeah, and that that played out here. But, that, like, it wasn't obvious. Will Hobbs ran down. I thought, you know, my initial thought was, well, that's a bit repetitive, isn't it? How many times have I seen Will Hobbs come down a bit too late to chase off Team Taz? And screw me, humble pie, yum, 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 because it was all by design. Will Hobbs gets into the ring. He's holding a chair. When anyone runs into the ring holding a chair and there's a baby face down on the mat, I'm like, baby face is getting hit with that chair. So for a brief moment, I thought Will Hobbs is turning. But then... Hobbs threw the chair to the ground. That I thought that was such a nice little detail, nice touch, a bit of misdirection. And he he picks up the FTW championship and poses with that, looking at Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. I thought, okay, that's that's the bit we're ending on. He's getting a bit of a big push. Ah, it's not a go home. It's not the strongest ending angle I can make. Oh my God, he's hit Cody with that title. And there's an, also an extra piece here that we that we haven't added into this of the the mixed the misdirection here is that just before this main event they announced Will Hobbs is in action next week. Then say who he was against. They're just like Will Hobbs is in action next week, which took your mind off you know him interfering or coming down for this main event or what this could be. But it's just like oh cool oh Will Hobbs is having a match next week. And then yet yeah, the the brilliantness of the throwing the chair down, picking up the title, the commentary team going, oh, ho, ho, look like we've got a new challenger for the FTW championship. No, he clocks Cody in the head. I thought it was a brilliant, brilliantly executed heel turn. So not only have we got Will Hobbs turning the heel, which really is like a great move for the guy. You know, as soon as he appeared in AEW, I think we all took notice. How could you not? Mm. He's refrigerator unit size. And it was in that all out match where he had a really good showing, that sort of monster fight with Brian Cage uh, back in August. And from there, they've just given him a gentle, very casual babyface push. You know, he's he's the guy that he's sort of the young boy that the, the big babyface will pick to be on his team. 
Moxley did it, mm. although that match never happened. Cody has sort of done it, and they've got their sort of little alliance going on there. It's so amazing he's not part of the Nightmare family, really, because, I mean, everyone <laughs> else is. But the, yeah. <laughs> yeah why, why weren't they helping? Where's the gun club? They were at ringside. Oh, they were at ringside Billy. in the crowd. But, like, you know, I, I hate comparing stuff to WWE, but it is difficult sometimes because they are the main competitor. They're the other player in town. Look at someone like Keith Lee, who's a very similar appeal, the same shape. He's also a new guy who's debuted recently. And he's just sort of, I expect him to be stuck in this flattened out, not doing anything, no proper feuds, or maybe just one feud forever with Braun Strowman for months and months and months. And then he'll be booked into a place and they'll go, yeah, should we turn him heel? Whereas mm. this, this approach with Will Hobbs has been more about I feel like this has been the plan from the start. And you can see yeah. that running through all those moments when he could have interfered earlier or could have saved Cody and Darby, but just got there a bit late. Everything makes sense. And I think it's really going to help his him getting over as an actual star, as opposed to this is a new guy and he's got a cool look. Yeah, I mean, I would make the argument that Brian Cage is very, very impressive and Ricky Starks is a great promo. But those two together with Taz has actually been so much more beneficial to them than just coming in and being lads on the roster. So I think the same thing for, for Will Hobbs, him being part of Team Taz with Taz cutting promos for him. Because, I mean, I don't know if you know this, but Taz is a great promo. Taz is a really, really great promo. And I feel like this, some of the stuff he's been doing here, I mean, it, obviously it's not, a, you know, it's not his ECW days, but this is sort of like some great, great promo work that he's been doing. You know, since like, certainly the last 20 years, you'd say this is the best promo work that he's done. He feels so in, like rejuvenated as a character that I think it's going to benefit Will Hobbs massively. It's going to benefit Will Hobbs as massively as Will Hobbs is massive. <laughs> that's that's a lot of benefits always oh, a lot of benefits but also you know you've got Hobbs getting a great push there he's potentially in line there for a TNT title shot down the line I think Cage is the guy you go with really he got the pin over Derby here that's why I didn't really mind Derby picking like taking the loss in the first the, the first go I, I feel like his his style of babyface character fit that but there was another kind of shift on this episode of Dynamite overall. And, you know, AEW has always been a place of factions, which I love, and I've always loved, and I'm so happy that it's really back in American wrestling again. But on this show, we saw a lot of those factions sort of form into three-person units. We got Death Triangle reuniting, the family got slashed down to just Eddie Kingston, Butcher and the Blade. You've got Kenny Omega and the Bucks. Mm. And now you've got Team Taz of Ricky Starks, Brian Cage and Will Hobbs. And it just so happens that last, well, January past, Kenny Omega said on the cruise, we will be introducing Trio's Tag Team Championships this time next year, which is in two months time. Yeah, well, they said it was going to be the next Jericho Cruise. So I don't know when the next Jericho Cruise is. Have they announced Jericho Cruise? Because we do. We You'd expect Jericho it would have been in January, though. Yeah, you would expect it to be. But yeah, they've, I, they are going to do another Jericho Cruise next year or, you know, with some variation of it. But yeah, they, they have said that they're going to do trios titles. And it is, I don't think it is by accident that we're getting a lot of these sort of like three person teams. You know, even with um, 
uh, Orange Cassidy and Best Friends. You know, there's actually quite a few of these little factions that can work in this in this extra division, which I'm really excited about. Also, it just means less TV time for the women, which is what I think Tony Khan is ultimately working towards. Hey, hey, hey the now, women got hey. a good showing on this episode. I'm we being will facetious. <laughs> I'm having a laugh. And I guess the tag picture, the tag division is so stacked. A lot of those teams th th underneath them who are really good could get a chance to do stuff in the trios division. It's almost like you've got a two-tier tag division, which AEW's tag division is more than deep enough to do. So you've got your, your top title, your world title with the tag belts, and then your trios championships are effectively the TNT title there. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Do you like quizzes? Do you like wrestling? Do you like watching self-professed experts in their fields being exposed as dangerous frauds? Then you'll love Quizzle Mania, brought to you by Parts Fun Known, the team behind acclaimed wrestling RPG No Rolls Barred. Join us every week as four wrestling pundits pit their knowledge against each other in a cerebral wrangle for prizes, glory, and a bit of good old-fashioned escapism. Enjoy the videos live every Wednesday on Parts Fun Known's YouTube channel, or subscribe right now to have them beam straight to your mobile device. Quizzlemania, it's the showcase of the Amorons.
before we get in with your hyper chats or ultra chats, which, of course, if you haven't heard, is over at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're not doing YouTube super chats at the moment because YouTube take 30 percent of all your hard earned money. Uh, we're doing it through that link below. Please do go over there. We'll answer every single ultra chat before the end of the show. But right now, but just before we do, uh, we have uh, we've heard your comments about the ultra chats um, and we are working out the new system. You know, there's some kinks to it. Uh, it's a PayPal thing at the moment, but we are exploring all these options. It's a work in progress. We understand that not everyone can get on board with it, but it is a work in progress. So uh, do please bear with us. And now potentially changing his mind of his stupid, reckless decision yesterday to join the team lukewarm. It's El Fagador Laurie Blake. What a guy. Hey! Do you want to join me on authority? Hola, bitches. Hello, How's it going? Good, yeah, mate. Great. Good to have you on board on the team. Uh, I've heard everyone say things like greatest swerve in wrestling history. The Swerve's most perfect, a swerve, mate, isn't it? Most perfectly booked storyline I've seen all year. Uh, I'd never saw it coming. Shock of all shocks. El Fakador, Laurie Blake. I've never, I don't know, a single bad word said about you coming onto the team, mate. mate all it's the seeds were there, word. weren't they? All oh. the seeds, they were planted for all to see. Oh, all them but seeds. who didn't see them? But who didn't see them? Gubbins, yeah. that way. Yeah, this guy right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this idiot right here didn't see it coming, did you? Ah, oh, you big idiot. Yeah. Well, I just, you know, because it's it's been, you know, a, a, a rare creative misfire for you both. Do you, do, I thought you could, you could just patch over that and join the All Authority, Laurie. I'm, I'm all right, mate. I, I want to get rowdy. Yeah, no, we're going to get rowdy. Oh, yeah. hang on, hang on. God damn it, you're overdoing that. It would be a nugget just chilling out, wouldn't it? Look how happy he is to be getting rowdy. Well, bless we've got... Bless his little cotton socks. We've got Survivor... <laughs> Let me do my plug. We've got Survivor Jams this Sunday. It's going to be Team All Authority going against Team Lukewarm, which Laurie has unwisely decided to join. It's a three-on-three -three elimination match. Nice. Out of the six matches on the card, five of those predictions are different. Is that right? Four of them are different. Four of them are different. Four of them are different. Every time one team picks up another win, one of the losing team gets eliminated to the Losers' Lounge on Wrestle 2, where they will be forced to do live reactions to the live reactions. It's the first ever Survivor Series live reactions, live reactions. YouTube is eating itself. But before that, Laurie, you've got a thing going up on uh, tomorrow. It's on Saturday. I, I do have a thing going up on Saturday. I'm doing a, another explained. Last week's one was blading. This week, in honour of Survivor Series and also... Uh, the sort of 30-year anniversary of The Undertaker debuting at Survivor Series, and this being the end of the road for The Undertaker, as far as we know, it's on the blooming Undertaker, isn't it? Uh, how, do you, how do you condense that, Laurie, into 15 minutes, you ask? You chuck out a lot, is what I say. You just <laughs> don't need that. Let's not do that. That bit's obvious. Get rid of that. Let's talk about something weird. Let's talk about religion and stuff. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully, I hope it lives up to expectations. If you want to uh, see it early, uh, it's going to go up on Patreon as soon as it's done uh, for all of our PFK patrons. So head over to patreon.com forward slash parts unknown, and you can see that early. It will be going up on Saturday for everyone else uh, but I'd appreciate it if you watched it early. That'd be really nice. Please do comment on the video as well. And let us know what your favorite Undertaker memory is when that goes out as well, because it'd be really nice to get that all collected up as a nice little 
memoriam, I guess, to a brilliant 30-year career by the dead man. Yeah, and share it on Reddit. uh, Before he announces his next match, which will probably be (laughs) this Sunday. Yeah, oh yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you, Laurie. We've also got a fan participation Quizzlemania tonight on the Parts of Unknown Quizzlemania. So go and check it out. Uh, I guess I'll see you on Sunday, Laurie. You're dead to me. I'm going to crush you both at Survivor Jams. Adios. See you, mate. Bye. What a nice guy. Dickhead. All right. Let's do some hyper chats before we get on with the full play-by-play review of AEW Dynamite. Tyler Woodward, I called it last night on my own live stream. Check out last fan standing, sorry, cheap plug, that Will would turn last night. Also, I'm feuding with my friends at Survivor Series, hence the MWO hashtag on Monday. Sorry to confuse you, Dr. Mr. Davis. Hashtag get rowdy. I don't know why I said Dr. Davis. It, the, nothing your, on your there says doctor. <laughs> the evolution I, I, of your gimmick. Lab coat, mad scientist. <laughs> so Tyler, Tyler called it. Well done. Um, you, you can feel like a big man. Reese Johnson. Mm-hmm. Afternoon, lads. Another brilliant episode of AEW. They're definitely building a trios division for the launch of the three-man titles. What the six-man titles? Oh, well, there'd be trios championship, surely. And I think oh. they would probably call them a trios championship. I actually think I might have called them a six-man t- title uh, in uh, earlier in the show, which makes no sense because there's only three members on the team. I'm pretty sure Ring of Honors is called the six-man championships. Oh, it because, is, yeah. Well, it, aren't they? Because it's a six-man match. But I yeah. guess what happens if you have a three-way? ROH titles. I've always How called them six-man or trios. Now that you said that, well, trios, yeah, the, the world six man tag team mm. championships. You are right, yeah. That surely limits you to whenever you want to do a fatal four way trios match. Well, you say that, but it's not like I mean, AEW don't tend to do a lot of like multi person matches, mm-hmm. like you know, like that four way tag match that they did where the Young Bucks won it in a tombola seemed a bit sort of like that. That felt a bit special that there were there were more of that. Uh, but going back to Reese here, I think it's a brilliant idea. Surprise WWE hasn't done them already, but at least they'll be done right on AEW. Hashtag all authority. Ooh, that man. But also, Reese, come on, mate. You were surprised WWE didn't do a trio's title. They don't even like tag teams, let alone three people. Well, yeah, surprised they haven't done something that they haven't come up with themselves. Maybe not. Matthew Robinson. OMG! I was on the edge of my seat waiting to see what Pentagon would do. What did you guys think? Well, we'll get onto that shortly, but I loved it, mate. Yeah. Uh, the Jam 1, Ryan B. Jam. I'm loving all the factions that AEW have, such as Nightmare Family, Hardys, and Private Party. Or just Hardy. Sorry, that's my bad. Death Triangle, Eddie's Family, etc. However, I'm not looking forward to Trio's titles. Mm. I mean... Some people uh, I have seen online say that they've got too many belts as it is. The last thing you need is just to add more belts. That's kind of a, a problem that some promotions tend to have is just like, well, let's just introduce more belts. It's a, it's an easy way to tell stories if there's something to be fought over. I I think it can really work if they really do treat it like the mid-card tag team titles. Like they're the junior heavyweight titles, effectively. It's a great way to spread stuff onto dark if they've got um, if they've got that extra show coming up soon, it can be defended there as well. But I, you know, I do agree. Too many titles is too much, but 
their tag division is so deep. I, I can see a reason mm. for it. Christopher Jazzcat, owner of the worst opinions in wrestling, <laughs> as we've found in the last few weeks. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> that, one, that one opinion you didn't like. I mean, it was a bad opinion, granted. Can we all just take a moment to appreciate how awesome it is that Brian Cage can move like how he does? Brian Cage is an incredible talent. I, I'll go back to uh, a tag match that I saw him with. It was um, Brian Cage and Jordan Grace versus Orange Cassidy and Session Moth Martina. And it was just absolutely brilliant because brian cage yeah he's a big beefy dude but he's also a very agile dude and he can also do comedy really really well and it was it's a terrific little match it's on youtube as well so i'd recommend people go check that out i really really do like cage like i've always liked mm -hmm. him and I, th I thought he was in a very packed main event of all the stuff that happened i think and will hobbs was fantastic but i was left wanting more cage uh nate s a brian cage and will hobbs tag team is something i want contrasting with some of the smaller flippy teams can make for some really fun matches does ftr want to throw fists with them that's a whole lot of beef by the way i'm a big fan of top flight already i was just about to say brian cage versus will hobbs versus top flight sounds very very fun because those are two big lads against two very small lads and they will just batter up those two smaller lads but it implies that Brian Cage and Will Hobbs don't do the flips. Well, yeah, absolutely. Which they, they can do they themselves. Do. And yeah. finally for now, Michael Dominguez. Wrestle Chats are a better name than the Hyper Chats. Pack breaking up factions. Maybe he's the new Brody Lee. Ha ha. You think WWE broke up their factions to steer away from AEW six-man tags? I don't think they, they know enough of what's happening in AEW to for it to influence their decisions. Confused about that. What factions have they broken up? Just apart from their, I mean, they're breaking up every tag team, I guess. All the tag teams, I think, more. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I, 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 it boils down to the fact that Vince doesn't like tag team wrestling and has never liked tag team wrestling. Arn Anderson on one of his podcasts said it's because if you have a tag team, that's two tickets you've got to buy. Whereas mm. if you're a singles guy, that's just one ticket to, to buy someone. Yeah. Uh, well, let's get on with the full AEW Dynamite review, the play-by-play, -play, which opened with that team top flight, new AEW signees, young guys, and they got to face the Young Bucks, you know, the, the sort of top of the division at the moment, AEW Tag Team Champions. And what I really appreciated, top flight got a video package to introduce who they were, where they said that they grew up watching teams like the Young Bucks a Motor City machine guns, and it made me feel old. Well, I found this to be absolutely fascinating because we saw this in the Young Bucks FTR match, which is, you know, FTR, their style of wrestling is ebbing, the British Bulldogs, it's the Brain Busters, etc. That sort of 80s wrestling style, whereas the Young Bucks were influenced by the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys, which are teams that you and I are very, very familiar with because we're basically the same age as the Young Bucks. And then you've got this top flight team that have come in. The youngest member of this team is 19 years old. He was born in 2001. Maybe even 2002, uh, depending on when his birthday is. He was and born then, after Chris Jericho debuted in WWF. That, yeah, yeah, totally. Which is mad. And so, of course, the teams that they grew up watching are the Young Bucks and the Motor City Machine Guns, which I just find, like, 
fascinating like really because i'd never i've never thought about it that way but yeah mm. there are now wrestlers who are who've grown up with the wrestlers that i just enjoyed in my 20s and just loved in my 20s as opposed to like that's the team i grew up really like drawing being drawn to and wanting to be like so yeah i, I found this to be so so cool and then to see them in the ring with the young bucks must have been awesome for them and these kids are awesome these kids are really really good yeah they've got a good look they're you know they're, they're the sort of 19 year old i didn't look like this when i was 19 like you know when you've got that like like channing tatum in 21 jump street you know yes that yeah, kind yeah. of college kid mm -hmm. are you are you really 19 <laughs> Because <laughs> you look like a 25-year-old man, uh, but they're very athletic. They can flip around loads. You know, I, I, I like them. I, they, there was no real character to me. But this is it's because it's their first like full-on match on Dynamite. I know they had the match on Dark and the, all the spots were good. Um, and the, I imagine the Young Bucks really, really did a lot to, to help cover any greenness. So, I, yeah, I think yeah. it was a really good first showing for them went 10 minutes and yeah. they got a really good near fall near the end but yeah bucks rightfully won i thought they were really really smooth that that's the thing that impressed me the most because we've seen like it, like private party when they came in and the the comments that were always against private party and kind of still are to this day is that oh yeah they're good but man they're green and you can see that they're green and you know because they sometimes try things that are a bit too inventive and then sort of bollocks them up a little bit I never saw that with top flight. Like these kids just came in and they felt like they were already like pre-packaged and were just like really good, really great from the offset. And they can only get better from here on out. Perhaps that is down to the young bucks. Perhaps that's the way that down to the, the match was laid out. But I thought they, this was a brilliant first showing. And in a post-match, um, the hybrid two of Angelico and Jack Evans came down to beat up top flight afterwards, which kind of gives them a little mini program that presumably will be on dark. Yeah, yeah, really good to see them. Very solid first outing. Uh, then we got just a t the, the first part. Should we talk about both parts? Because it yes. was two parts in the night. Uh, it was the set the, the skit set up last week. MJF is taking the inner circle to Las Vegas. And yeah. they all went along. And it was filmed like a proper... Not like a movie, but it was sort of that montage part of the film where the music's playing un uh, under the bottom and they're doing loads of wacky things. It's The Hangover. They did The yeah. Hangover. I was going to say, it, this, the second half of this in particular was just The Hangover, uh, but with wrestlers instead. But it was so, so funny. Uh, you, you know, like, if, you didn't, if, you, if you're not into this, you're not into this. And I imagine you hated this and thought it was the worst thing ever. But... For me, and I imagine you, Luke, who's enjoyed tremendously everything MJF and Chris Jericho have done together. Eh, maybe not the match. It was a little bit boring at that point in the night. But all the skits, just phenomenal. They're all such good performers. It doesn't feel like I'm watching wrestlers doing a bit. It feels like I'm watching comedic actors in a comedy film. Uh, yeah. Every like from Sammy to Jake to Santana Ortiz as well, Wardlow, just a fantastic supporting cast. But yeah, just to recap it, they go out, they they hit the tables in Las Vegas. Wardlow and Hager are just staring at each other. Jericho and MJF getting a little one game of one-upmanship at the bar, like how they yes. got to ordering their steak, and they ended up. Um, I thought Chris Jericho ordered ethanol, which would have made <laughs> him go blind. But no, it's like ever clear. Everclear, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, they like drank a, that and it was a bad choice. Because And, you know, like, they, yeah, they only drunk it because their own egos and then they just were so drunk afterwards. And that's when the camera starts to get a bit lopsided. People are falling, like stumbling in slow motion. And then they're in this sort of parking lot area and Santana and Ortiz is like, you know, we've got a guy with the the best stuff and it's freaking Conan. Olale, viva la raza. Conan shows up. I was like, oh, bloody hell, Conan's here. Which is just like, of course, there's the LAX history with them in Impact a couple of years ago. I kind of forgot that Eddie Kingston was on the other side of that feud with them. Really fascinating stuff with um, Homicide and Hernandez. Hernandez. And the OG. Yeah, it, that they pick up a random shirtless man. I've just written here, Ortiz is a goddamn dapper man. Oh, yeah, absolutely. He scrubs yes. up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, they they all do, really. Uh, I mean, this, do you know how good this video package was? Like, I thought the stuff at the bar was probably the funniest thing. But I am not, uh, I'm not a Vegas guy. I've been to Vegas once. I went on business. And um, it was, it's fine. I'm not a gambling man, so I don't think that particularly helps. I also had um, $32 to my name to last me five days. So uh, that particularly didn't help either. All on red. You, you double it. Yeah, I mean, I, I double I, it I again. One, double it again. I had one Can't go on go the, uh, the the Ghostbusters slot machine, and and that was that was my time, and that was really just because it was Ghostbusters. Um, but I did a lot of sightseeing. That was nice. But this video genuinely made me want to like get all of the boys together when everything is safe and go to Vegas. I won't. I won't do any of the gambling stuff, but drinking's fun sometimes, and drinking with your mates is always a good time. Double or nothing, twenty twenty five. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Uh, before we get into the second part of this, which was the night after, uh, let's talk about these more frequent impact appearances. So we've had Don Callis popping up a lot in video packages on commentary for Jericho and Omega stuff. Uh, he is, of course, a co-executive vice president of Impact or some kind of position. Conan is on the creative team right now for Impact. And during all of this, Motor City Machine Guns is Alex... Uh, Shelley tweeted saying he would love to have a Bucks top flight Motor City Machine Guns match. Oh, I'd be so in for that as well because those Bucks Machine Guns matches, I mean, 10 years ago, those matches were great. I can only imagine how great they would be now. Mm. I mean, also great, like five years ago. Do you think we're looking at the wrong door? Do you think Tony Khan's tease of the wrestling landscape is about to shift? We're all looking at New Japan, but actually the first step to get to New Japan is through Impact. That's what I said, and you laughed at me when I said I, that. But during the all uh, the um the whichever review we just did, full gear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, now now Conan turned up. <laughs> <laughs> and Conan's the difference maker. Like he yeah. really is, yeah. But no, I I mean I personally I think it's a great idea because and for impact, I think it would be a great idea for like I could impact would definitely want to get on board with this because it's more eyes on their product which is something that they really need at the moment because they're putting on a really great product it's just a shame that no one really watches it so i think it would be particularly great for them but also they've got an incredible roster of talent that can you know go across to AEW. AEW can go across them i think it would be mutually beneficial from both teams AEW certainly from a talent standpoint because there's a heck of a great amount of talent especially in their women's division yeah, 
Yeah, that'd be awesome. Uh, so the second part to this Las Vegas skit happened a bit later on. And they're still like really drunk and partying. They induct Elvis into the group. MJF says he loves them all like blood brothers. It was actually a really nice bonding experience. There wasn't any heel shenanigans. Sammy, you know, got a bit too excited and said, well, let's cut our hands then, become actual blood brothers. They well, that was from now. The Hangover. Ah, uh, right. I don't like that movie. <laughs> I mean, neither neither do I. Like the first time I saw it at the pictures, I was like, "Oh, that's quite funny." And then you're watching a repeat, you know, like this isn't actually that funny. Mm. The second one is one of the worst films I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, but then, like they they do the bit of the next day. Chris Jericho's woken up. He's got Elvis in the bed next to him. Sammy's got him married three times. Santana's just got loads of chickens by him. Uh, Ortiz is just crazily working out with these dumbbells, and then they push open a door. And there's the baby. Hornswoggle is sitting there in a diaper, a nappy for UK listeners, and just going, wah. Yeah, nice to see Swoggle uh, getting a little cameo there. Um, you know, it, was, it, was, it made me laugh. I thought it was funny. Now, I thought, OK, well, next week we'll have the next installment of this. But then it cuts to the arena and Chris Jericho's on commentary to put over his match against SCU next week with Jake Hager. And I just thought, and I was really invested in the Las Vegas stuff. I thought we were going to get more of this as well, like next week. But yeah, I guess this is the end of it now. The punchline was Hornswoggle's here. Yeah, which is funny. It is funny. I mean, they're a victim of making it too good. And I do think... I do think it undermines it a bit by having Jericho out there right away being like, yeah, well, that was a wild time. I'm just he did like, say, oh. like, my head still hurts. Like, I thought they I thought they sold it pretty well. But I think, so in my head, watching this unfold as a show, these things are kind of happening in real time. And to have Jericho there punctures that idea and does take away a lot of the dramatic intensity. Uh, Being very okay. nitpicky here. Yeah, I was going to say, because, like, I always saw this as, like, here's what happened in the week. Right. Particularly because, like, they would they had posted pictures already, like, mm -hmm. of them there in Vegas. And I think it was quite funny. Someone pointed out they all tweeted the exact same thing at the exact same time, which is, like, what the hell happened last night? Mm. Um, so, like, they, they very much set up that this was a pre-taped thing, not, like, happening live in person. Mm. Um, so in between all of that, we had the trailer for Director X's just announced AEW documentary film, History of a Revolution. It looks incredibly filmed. Yeah, it looks brilliant. I, I watched the trailer for it yesterday and it looks ex It looks awesome. It's like each person they talk to, each wrestler, their character is in an environment, a highly stylized environment that reflects their character. Like Miro is in the arcade. Uh, that's the Brandy's, end by swimming pool. Brandy's by the swimming pool. I remember yeah. that one. But yeah, it, was, it looks really, really good. Uh, then we got a John Moxley promo, which was just was he, excellent. Was he in a bathroom? Like that, it looked like he was in a bathroom stall that they lit really nicely for him. Do you think he was taking a pregnancy test? <laughs> yeah, we're all sitting there thinking it's Renee that's pregnant. Actually, it turns out John Moxley's junior, and he's it's him that's pregnant instead. It's 2020. Anything can happen. Uh, but he cuts this really, really good promo. What I liked about it, obviously, if you haven't seen already, he lets slip that Renee's pregnant here, um, which was just a little line. It was really nicely done. Uh, you know, if this was another promotion, 
that would be hammered into our heads for the rest of the night. <laughs> but here was just one throwaway line, but not in a bad way, in a really nice, subtle way. Congratulations just, to them as well. Yes, of course. And he he spoke about his dad. And I felt like you, you never hear personal stuff from Moxie like this, even on shoot podcasts. And yeah. it was really the Steve Austin interview. Yeah. Like, Tell me about your sister. Nope. Not happening. But it was really, really good. And of course, it reflects the, the bit that he's going to become a dad as well. He talked about how he's the way he is because of his dad in a positive way. He's the AEW champion. He's his dad's son. He's John Effie Moxley. I, I thought it was a really good pro really good promo and i love the the his end line of like in no uncertain terms i am the best wrestler i thought that was a really really nice line because that's that's kenny's whole deal is that he is the best wrestler he's the best bout machine oh, i cannot wait i cannot wait for them on the 2nd of december uh Winter is coming <laughs> it's a reference uh, i broadly understand it's a reference that i think everyone moved past a couple of years ago and mm -hmm. has since become synonymous with disappointment <laughs> because of how Game of Thrones ended. Oh, okay. I was going to say, was the winter coming a disappointment in Game of Thrones? I didn't get that far. I, I sort of just finished the first one. The ending was definitely lackluster. Uh, after that, we got Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian. Miro was out on commentary. He's still promising that Bachelor Party's coming. It's um, coming. They had a they had a you know the standard good comedy match between Kip and Cassidy. Cassidy wins with a mousetrap pin. Yeah, I really enjoyed. The, I actually this was a really really fun match. I really like this. Love seeing. We don't get to see Kip Sabian a lot on on Dynamite doing a wrestle, so it was really nice to see that. Uh, yeah, perhaps slightly overexposing Orange Cassidy, but that's sort of a, a drum we've beaten over and over again. Uh, but I really like this. I thought it was a really really good match. I also got a good chuckle out of the AEW games line. They were, they were you know plugging the AEW games and Rusev. Sorry, Miro just said, "Be sure my rating is over 90, which really <laughs> made me laugh. That was really good. Well, yeah, he's um, very yeah, good. On commentary yeah uh yeah mousetrap for the win out was rusa i've written rusa in my notes miro come on luke come on man uh miro runs down and attacks uh cassidy after the match proper wallops him with a clothesline it was absolutely phenomenal so like, when the best friends came out to make the save cassidy could barely stand nice little just continuation of their feud a feud that still hasn't caught fire though oh yeah 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 um, then we got the contract signing, which was already set up mm. earlier in the night with Mox's promo and a few graphics. And Kenny Omega, Kenny Omega's entrance is is really one of the the top things in all of wrestling right now. It's so over the top and excellent. And he's he it comes was all down. comparing it was comparing himself to Moxley. It was like yeah. like John Moxley. He's also been a PWI uh, top wrestler. Unlike Moxley, he's in the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame. Like <laughs> it's really really good. But he comes out, he's ready to sign the contract. John Moxley's time to come out, but there's no one there. He has been laid out by a mystery attacker backstage. And this wasn't like the, oh, I didn't see who attacked me. It was flat out unconscious. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, uh, you know, Omega, you know, one would assume it was Omega that is the one who did the attack. I don't perhaps. think so. I mean, uh, as what I'm saying, like, you could presumably say that, but we don't know that for sure. And he had this great line where, you know, it's like, hey, you know, this isn't the first time you tried to duck out of the uh, of a match with me. First, it was the elbow. Now it's a runny nose. Uh, but this time, this match is happening. Mm. So Kenny Omega has signed the contract to make sure 
that this match is going to go ahead. It's just to add a little bit of story into it. I'm I'm down for it. Granted, I don't think this match particularly needs much story because it's John Moxley versus Kenny Omega. I'm already there. I, I mean, I, I I can't, but I want to fly out there and go see the match live because I think it's going to be pretty great. I tell you what, this needs. Omega needs to say, if I don't win it, I'm never challenging for the title again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I didn't think Kenny did it. I it didn't come across to me. I think that would be a bit lame as well. Um, I think Lance Archer makes the most sense because yeah. they just dropped that whole challenge thing uh, that he made back at full gear. So I, I speculate that they... I think there oh, was yeah. a reason behind that. I, th I think Lance Archer came into contact with someone with COVID or something. But again, um, I, well, this could be I a good way remember. to work that back in. Yeah, there was something like it was something like that. But the match, yeah, you're right. They did just drop it. Um, after that, we got the next Las Vegas one, and Pack versus the Blade. Pack's first month, Pack's first match back in eight months. Good grief! I just forgot how unique he is in the way he wrestles. Yeah. A lot of people in the chats think it's Kenta is the man who attacked him to uh, set up their US title match uh, in New Japan. The Forbidden Door. <laughs> You're talking about the Impact one again? Ke Impact's Kenta. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I and, even, and Andy thinks it was Swoggle. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, this match, uh, Pack versus the Blade, oh, it's so good to see Pack back. I, and I just want Eddie Kingston on commentary all the time. Like, mm -hmm. I want him doing uh, commentary for every match because he's so, so great. Uh, he locks it, hits the shooting star press. He, he, you could They were trying to put over on commentary that you could see there was ring rust on Pac, which I, I think might have been them just to cover up in case that he wasn't quite as smooth. He's like, you know, this is his first wrestling match in eight months. And even when he went up to do the, the uh, superplex and when he went up to do the shooting star press, you'd have thought that would have been the black arrow, but it's almost like he was unsure of himself up there. That, you know, just to, I'll stick to something safe like a shooting star press and then I'll lock in the brutalizer. Um, but it, you know what? I didn't notice any ring rust on him, really didn't. I thought that he was as smooth as butter as he always has been, and it was so nice to see him back in the ring. Yeah, it was, it's a nice story element as well. Uh, I, th I thought that added to the match, made me more invested in Pack as a babyface. They did a load of tricks as well. Ali was interfering, Blade was grabbing the tights, Butcher was getting in and laying out Pack behind the referee's back. Uh, but yeah, Pack made Blade tap in the brutalizer. Eddie Kingston comes down and they all start beating him up. Kingston, of course, it's that, it's that shot that I see all the time now of a bunch of guys holding someone's head up and Kingston just screaming into their face, <laughs> I will make you run the gauntlet. But I don't think he's got many people in his faction now because Phoenix runs down, makes the save for Pack. Pentagon runs down, and he's got the chair. Who's he going to go for? And Eddie Kingston's like, you're my best friend. Hit Pack. Hit your brother, Phoenix. But Pentagon chases the, the family away, and Death Triangle are reunited. If I could uh, be Captain Nitpick on this uh, and sort of be hypercritical of this, this felt like three weeks of story done in one segment. I, I think we could have extended this out, particularly as well if your ending angle is going to be someone coming down with a chair to make the save. Uh, I wouldn't have done two of them on the same show. So that is me being hypercritical. It was, you know, it was a really, really good segment. And I was like, when Penta came out, I was like, oh my God, what is Pentagon going to do? Because I am really invested in the story but I do think it is a story that you could have told over multiple weeks as opposed to mm. one segment. 
Yeah, I I didn't mind it. I I think there's an argument to be made that having this angle here almost makes you more complacent as a viewer watching Hobbs come down later. Yeah, but I I, I, to, I totally agree with you. Um, my my major thing would be I was I just love the family. I just wanted yeah. to see Kingston with a bunch of guys for a long, long time. But now he's only got Butcher and Blade. So it doesn't, it doesn't have that same kind of faction impact, does it? Mm. Uh, but still, it's still really cool. Um, after that, we got Drumroll. We've been asking for it forever. It's never happened. But I actually genuinely feel like this was the start of something. Yeah, we got like three women's segments here like but not only that three storylines in a way yes. what we got here we've got first off jade cargill uh pilmanizing the arm of brandy rhodes backstage with nyla rose and vicky guerrero aiding her and you know big swell coming to the rescue of brandy rhodes so there's quite a few women all involved in one storyline there which also is you know is to help build the cody shack match then we got thunder rosa versus serena deeb which was also starting the uh, Britt Baker feud with Thunder Rosa. And then after that, Anna Jay announces that because of her winning streak, she's going to be facing Hikaru Shida for the AEW Women's Championship next week. Hypercritical again, probably going to split these three out segments as opposed to just putting them all into one quarter hour bit to be like, because again, just sort of telegraphs, we're putting these in the one quarter hour here. But hey, do you know what? We've been asking for some storyline developments. We've been asking for actual characters actual stakes motivations wants and needs and this is what we got and that's good that's a very very this is a good start mm. and I, I enjoyed you know the, the jade brandy stuff is what it is uh i think brandy should have probably sold the pilmanized arm a bit more she just looks a bit a little bit inconvenienced at the end but thunder rosa versus serena deeb i love that match i love Great. thunder rosa i love yep. thunder rosa so much she really she, she feels legit she yeah. feels like she's legit angry with everyone and you know i feel like those stories of it's it's sort of art mimicking life right because there's that story of her and eva lise getting physical in the ring because Rosa wasn't selling for Ivelisse and Ivelisse is like, I'm the veteran, start selling for me. They have an actual real scuffle. Both women have now confirmed this. And then like, you know, this week on Twitter, uh, Britt Baker did this wonderful call out of her saying, stop trying to make yourself relevant on, on Twitter to Rosa. And Rosa was like, I made myself more relevant with one minute on your TV show than you. It was just like really, really good stuff. And I'm so glad they picked it up here. Uh, and and Rosa, so Britt Baker interferes in this already very good Thebe and Rosa match, and yeah, I, I felt like the commentary team were really into it as well. Mm -hmm. Like they were, were really, really putting it over. Yeah. yeah, yeah, really putting it over hard, and that really helped. And then Britt Baker, Reba distracts the referee. Britt Baker runs down and hits um, like a swinging neck break thing. I can't remember what it's called on the on the entrance ramp, on Rosa, I'm like, ah, okay, well, there's the finish. But Rosa kicks out. Yeah, I at one, at one point, I still thought, even after that, Rosa was going to recapture the title. I really did. I bought into these near falls. These were great, great near falls. Mm. So we kick off, well, to, to, to cap off, rather, a cracking match. This was awesome. 
Yeah, so really, really positive stuff. And I started to sarcastically write in my notes, oh, well, I can't wait for Red Velvet versus Ty Conti next week and no mention of this ever happened. But no, they, they followed right up with John Silver doing the hype promo for Anna Jay and a title match with Sheeda next week. So, hey, I am, I'm, I'm optimistic because Thunder Rosa, I said in my review, depth has never been AEW's problem. Like a lack of yep. talent. That's, that's their excuse. We haven't got Shanna. We haven't got Statlander. That's an excuse because looking at this, they do. Rosa, Deeb, uh, Nyla Rose, Sheeda, Britt Baker now. Like, there's your five. And then mm -hmm. you've got people like Big Swole as well who can, and yep. Ty Conte and Anna Jay who are in like the next tier. But that's a great five to build one title feud around. Yeah. You got so, like, I, to echo what you've just said then, depth has always been an excuse. And I think it's been an excuse by fans as well as to why AEW don't push the talent. Um, but I've, I've never, it's an excuse I've never bought into because I think you can easily have done this uh, last uh, last year. But you know what? This is a great start. I really hope we get a good follow-up to it next week. Yeah. Um, and that then the main event was Team Taz and Cody and Darby. So we've already covered that bit. Overall, just a, a great episode. I don't think there was anything on this show I didn't really, really, really like. And yeah. the big angles and the treatment of the women's division, I'm genuinely overjoyed by. So four out of four, as we do on Twitter now. If you want to vote on Twitter, folks, uh, because we do these polls now over there with YouTube taking away the poll faction. Faction? Function. There's so many factions now. Um, we are running poll on a poll matches. So go and follow us at WrestleTalk underscore TV to take part in those. Are you frantically trying to get the I latest results? Frantically. And then I realized I've actually just copied a blank one because I've not voted on it yet. For <laughs> it. Fill for time. Fill for time. I'm so close. Well, what I will do is I will start saying, oh, no, I will promote our Patreon. I've got it. I've got, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. 46, you could even see me uh, hovering over. Uh, I was doing it so <laughs> frantically. 46.1% for excellent, 38.6% for good. So it's actually pretty close. But, you know, the, the plus side of that is that they're both the two top things. Um, also go to wrestletalk.com forward slash news forward slash live hyphen results hyphen AEW hyphen dynamite hyphen November <laughs> hyphen 18 hyphen 2020 backslash uh, to go get more information on that. It rolls off the tongue. Uh, what what did you give the show? Uh, well, I gave it there. Excellent. I ticked the excellent button. So nice. I can get a screenshot. Or do you know who else is excellent? Our amazing $25 a month or more backers on on Patreon. Our pledge members. Patreon. Thank yes. you. Chris, the Cypriot sensation, Petru. Yes, absolutely. I'm also just getting this up right now. And it's going to be... Oh, no, I've got, I haven't got it. Do it. The do good it bad guy, Bryant Heath. Woo. Yo, woo, nice. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got it now. Intense Frank Campos. Yeah. Dot, 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 dive. Dylan Cachetta. Thank it's still you. a relevant comment. Uh, the Notorious Ali Atta. Thank you. Pedro First Blood. Not me, Grace Rambo. Fan flipping tastic. Oh, here's a great one. Tower of London, Nigel Morris. Love nice Nigel name. McGuinness. The Shrock Master, Austin Shrock. 
Don't be falling through walls there, buddy. The real boss, Matthew Robinson. Former star athlete, now head coach, Lendell Brunson. Lendell. Black and Decker Dane. The vision. The vision Adonis. Oh, what a vision he is. The monster among Patreon, Brian Strowman. The Joker, Dave Heath. Nice, very good. And lastly, how do you like them apples, Marcel Jura? I like them very much. If you go over to Patreon, WrestleTalk's Patreon, we will have WrestleTalk Extra for you tomorrow, where me and Luke review Survivor Series 2001, the end of WCW and ECW, a.k.a. The Alliance, with such great WCW names in their team, like Stone Cold Steve Austin, Shane McMahon, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's an absolute show, though. Yeah, really fun main event. But uh, yeah. we go into all the history and a uh, sort of big review of that. Uh, that will be live for Patreons tomorrow. And of course, you'll sure. get a, uh, a wrestling name and shout out on this show if you go for the right tier. But for now, let's do your the rest of your hyper chats lots more come through so hopefully the uh the sort of initial teething issues are a bit fixed uh rangers mayhem after watching sean ross sap last night what do you think of kenta being the mystery attacker he holds the beefcake for the title shot for the iwgp us title and it could be the start of the door opening for a partnership yeah, I was going to say a few people in the comments were saying <laughs> Kenta is not a name that actually crossed my mind. It really didn't. And that's because like they were talking about the report is that he hasn't asked for the time off uh, to do Wrestle Kingdom. So I kind of I didn't really think about it. It'd be amazing if it was Kenta, though. Um, uh, our producer, Rich, has just corrected me to say briefcase. But no, that is what the, the, the hyper chat said. It's said a beefcake. Cake. Uh, Marquise Edwards, I happen to notice Mox's nose was bleeding, which makes me think Kenny had Kenta attack him. I think if it's Kenta attacking, it's Kenta doing it of his own accord as opposed to Kenny hiring someone. That doesn't feel like that's within mm. the clean. Like That's not what the cleaner would do. Uh, I saw, a, I, they've gone now, but someone posted in the chat, the live chat, maybe Hangman Page did it to get on Omega's good side. Oh, that's good. Fascinating. Actually, like, I like that more than Kenta. Uh, but, you know, as, as we've found, if you build something up and, and really clearly signify it with loads of little teases, if it's not the big surprising person from another channel, people are going to be disappointed. Wayne Pereria. I have no idea what you're in reference to, because I only saw I've seen nothing but positivity around the excellent swerve, the swerve of the century, it was called. Wayne Pereira. I know Mr. Davis said in his review that it might be Archer that attacked Moxley, but I hope it's Kenta because Tony Khan teasing this big shift in the wrestling landscape to set up the US-New Japan match. Apparently we're the only people that did not put this together. Well, it's a bloody reach. That's why. <laughs> no, I hope, I hope, um, yum, 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 I hope Humble Pie in a couple of weeks when this all reveals a New Japan partnership, but I, I'm not getting my hopes up on that one. Christopher Jazzcat, you are all missing who Mox's attacker was. I'm calling it now. It was obviously Raven. 
a jazz cat it eventually mate if you say it as many as may say it often enough it will be raven uh matthew robinson's get, gotta love the new intro feels more grown up and hard-hitting for aw yeah it's a really cool intro i love it and i really like their new match graphics as well really really like those they need to be uh, moving though the people well, need to be moving he adds, I find the commentary always great on AEW. No matter who the guest is, they always add something. Yeah, there was a lot of guest commentary spots tonight, but none of them ever detracted from the match. They only added to the match. Uh, Charlie Davis, I've seen a lot of people getting mad that Kenny hasn't fully turned heel yet. I think it's far better of a turn that he is shot off his emotions, become numb to everything but winning. It's much better than just being a violent, angry heel. Completely agree with you, Charlie. I've actually, I've not seen anyone be mad about or kenny at all like you know since they since this new cleaner version of the character i've seen no one against it but personally flip mech my highlight of the episode was hager and wardlow during the first vegas video the running spot of them staring each other down then killing random geeks was chef's kiss i'm cautiously optimistic about brit versus rosa but we have been here before Yes, well, Britt is one of the more protected people in AEW's women's division. She's so let's, yeah, let's let's hope they've got the stuff uh, in place for her. Matthew Robinson, JR explaining technology is simply priceless. Restaurant quality, technology. restaurant quality, industry leading picture in picture ad breaks. <laughs> Taxel, um, you don't think it will just be a trios tournament like the women's tag team? could very well be that's the fairest way to decide a new champion yeah or get little medals like uh ivalice and diamante did it's done them wonders for tv the jam one ryan b jad saw a tweet last night the guy on top flight is younger than the final episode of nitro oh yeah that makes me feel old yeah me too buddy yeah me too oof uh, Nate as top flight see just seems to get it already. I thought their selling was amazingly good for their age and their offense was smooth. Dr. Ollie is going to have his license revoked by lukewarm Luke Owen at Survivor Jams. Yes, he is. Get ready to wait yeah, in. Sorry, uh, did you say get rowdy? No. Get, get rowdy, ready. did you say? You know, like how doctors have waiting rooms? You're going to wait in my loser's lounge. <laughs> God damn it. Spencer, uh, JR has a cringe comment just about every week, uh, but this week's do they put on bake sales comment was one of his worst. Yeah, that was during the, the push for AEW heels. No idea what he was thinking with that. Like, it's just JR, isn't it? It's just salty JR. Uh, Nate S, fun fact, the arcade mirror was in the barcade near my house. It's one of my favorite places. They shut the place down to film for the day. Awesome. Nate S is, of course, our man on the ground in Florida. He's uh, He's been at a few of the Dynamites. Uh, Chuck says, can't wait to see three different stories in the women's division at the same time. Sheeta versus Anna J, Jade with Rose uh, and Vicky versus Brandy, Red Velvet and Swole, and Dr. Britt Baker, DMD versus Thunder Rosa. But it was it's written there as Thunder Rosa. <laughs> Wayne Piera says, uh, they also teased the GTS on commentary in the women's match. I thought that was just for Serena Deeb um just uh because it's really straight edge part society. Of the straight society yeah um cm punk to aew confirmed or kenta um <laughs> <laughs> are we gonna look stupid i really don't think it's kenta i mean hey dude we may just look like complete dickheads when it turns out that it is kenta and everyone be like dude it was clearly kenta all along more more of a dickhead for you oh well yeah obviously yeah, yeah. you're the biggest dickhead though uh, hello says plenty in an AEW Discord. 
plenty in an AEW Discord. Hey, Cody. These are quotes, apparently. He has bad matches, only pushes himself, forces himself into stories, manipulative, brings down the company, etc. Thoughts on this? And do you see these feelings on Cody and the masses? I don't agree with them. I mean, no, because the masses aren't watching AEW to start off. Uh, and B... Absolutely not. Like, I think if anyone is leaving those comments about Cody, they just they they've never not liked him and are never going to change their mind. It's the Jim Cornette mentality of like, well, I didn't like that one Kenny Omega match, so I'm never going to like anything that he does. In an AEW Discord as well. That's that. I think those anyone, sorts of people will never be happy. Yeah, I was going to say anyone can join the Discord. People joined but us didn't like us. Buckle Mania. Hi guys, which I quit match did you prefer? The Moxley versus Kingston or the Reigns versus Jay? It's tough. It's it's so tough. I and perhaps I'll, well, gonna... I'll go first. I'd, Reigns versus Jay for me. But it's it's they're so different and it's so close. Yeah, I mean to be honest, I, for the sake of balance, I'm going to pick Moxley Kingston because I was more invested in that storyline than I was the Reigns Jay storyline personally. Um, poet, the poet's poet asks what's happening with Quizzlemania? side note i thought laurie's lukewarm reveal was not underwhelming they hey, were well not alone you're not alone everyone no one said it was underwhelming everyone said it was the best best swerve swerve of the week hashtag lukewarm uh Quizzlemania is every fortnight it's on next mm -hmm. wednesday was on the wednesday before this week and if you are not a parts fun known patreon already get yourself over there because tonight or today rather Adam Blompier and Andy Datsun are hosting a fan participation Quizzlemania. It's the second one we've done, uh, and they're really fun. Um, Carol Wands Trekkie. Now, she sucked me in the other day with something that was seemingly authority positive, and then she twisted it at the last moment like a dagger in my back. Let's see. Let's see what we've got here. Clap your hands, everybody. Everybody clap your hands. We're here to show the old authority. We got big time WAP fans. Yeah, we are. Wet ass pals. Gonna prove it now. Gonna prove it right here. So get up all you Luke Owen fans and let's hear you cheer. Get, get, get rowdy. Get, get, get rowdy. Absolutely. Thank you very much, Carol. Brilliant. Excellent work as always. I hate you, Carol. I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat lukewarm Luke Owen. But thank you very much for using the Streamlabs function to get in your chat. It's excellent stuff. Matthew Robinson, hi guys. Happy to see you guys live for once. You guys are great as always. Oh, stop it. Today is my birthday. Can I get a yes, please birthday chant, Luke? Yes, please. Give Matthew Robinson in the chat a yes, please. Everyone give Matthew a yes, please. It's his birthday. Yes, please. You know what, Matt Robinson, because it's your birthday. No, thank you. The Zornice, not knowing how to buy the pay-per-view, that's what I always do. Watching the live stream of the live reaction. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to my winner's lounge. Cookie anyone? <laughs> <laughs> Very funny. Uh, Christopher Jazzcat, I loved the video on blading. That's Laurie's Explained, one over on Parts Unknown. Go check it out if you haven't already. I've seen wrestlers high-five fans and get blood all over them. I tried to I tried to start hepatitis chants whenever there's intentional blood. I'm a bit surprised more focus wasn't put on WWE doing hardway blood in recent years. I'm sure in 10 years' time, they'll just say, we didn't know. Didn't know the mm -hmm. dangers. 
Um, Carol wants again. Okay. Yeah, Carol's back. <sighs> We've got another chat. I don't know what you've been told, but the WAPs got lots of soul. Wet ass pals. Our WAPs are hot. Wet ass pals. Our WAPs are good. The wet ass pals. Our WAPs are coming. The wet ass pals. To your neighborhood. We can't be quiet. We won't be nice until we have the all authority. Sitting on ice, get, get rowdy. Get, get, get rowdy. Oh, just more brilliant, brilliant work from Carol there. Just excellent. And finally here today, uh, Mandy Savage. The news video today got a huge pop from my toddler with the Muppet Babies graphic. Any plans for more WrestleTalk Disney Junior collaborations? <laughs> LOL. If you said hello, Emmett, his day will be made. Hello, Emmett. Hello, Emmett. If you haven't said your first words yet, let me help you out. No. Thank you. All authority. Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you ever, everyone ever so much for joining. Uh, if you haven't already, go over to our WrestleTalk Patreon, our Parts for Gnome Patreon. We've got the Quizzlemania live stream tonight for Patreons over there that you can take a part in. We've got WrestleTalk Extra going up on WrestleTalk's Patreon tomorrow. And go and watch the WrestleTalk news from earlier today and our Survivor Jam's predictions that went up yesterday. And of course, please set your reminders and join us this Sunday for Team All Authority versus Team Lukewarm in a three-on-three -three elimination match at Survivor Jam's live reactions. God damn it, Christopher Jazzcat. One last comment to come through as I've been doing my wrap-up. I'm not the biggest Cody fan. I think people overrate his matches a bit because his promos are incredible. He did have an excellent match series with Darby, though, and deserves credit for helping to make him a new star. So you just... You do, so you do like Cody. So you yeah. do like Cody, Jazzcat. Now, we put a call out recently for more reviews uh, on Apple Podcasts because I, Apple don't really tell you a great deal about how podcasts work. From what I think most people gather is if you pay for it, then you get pushed a lot. But if you don't, then it is just, it's anyone's guess about how your podcast gets recognized or how it gets. It's, it's not to do with views. It's perhaps to do with plays in a, in a certain period of time. No one really knows. But the one thing that has always stood is that if your podcast gets a lot of reviews in a short amount of time or a short space of time, then it starts to get like the, the algorithms, the algorith the algorithmics, as that Anton Deck brilliant joke makes me laugh every single time. Uh, it kind of pushes the podcast out to new people, which is what we want to do. So we want to get this out to new listeners. So we're putting in a call out because the last time we had a review was August last year. There hasn't been another review since yet, but we did the call out. And I was just about to say, we still haven't had any oh, uh, reviews left no. on this show on Apple Podcasts. And you'd have thought with their groundbreaking innovation of allowing embeds on websites that people will be all over Apple Podcasts again. If, if you're listening on Spotify, I'm very sorry. Spotify tend not to do reviews and it doesn't really... We don't know how to get it, the, the podcast out there. We're just looking at an Apple, which in fairness is like 55, 60% of the audience anyway. 
Maybe add us to a playlist on Spotify? Share us on TikTok? I read about a new social media service today. It's I can't even remember the freaking name of it. What's it called? It's not Parler, is it? No, but it's it's no no no. Parler's the the naughty one. Where, <laughs> That's where the very Drake, naughty one. Drake Younger likes to hang out. It seems. <laughs> you seen yeah, that Gina stuff? Carano. Oh yeah, and Gina Carano is another one. Uh, they, really? Oh yeah, Gina Carano as well. Like she's mad into that sort of stuff. Like mm. was I? I saw her in the, in the Mandalorian. I still haven't finished the first season of the Mandalorian for for what it's worth. Because as I was telling Denise, I get to watch it in fifteen minute chunks um, every couple of days. That's how John Favreau wanted it to be consumed as well. He was like, I, I, I don't want someone to sit down and consume this beautiful Western 45 minute a time epic. I want someone to watch it on their phone, on the tube, in 10 minute bits. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm watching it on a TV in sort of 15 minute chunks. But that's all I get to really watch it because it's whenever my whenever my wife does the, the, the cooking, whenever she sorts out dinner, that's when it's my time to be able to watch The Mandalorian. And it's then and only then do I get to watch the show. So it's taken me, uh, what, five months now to get, to finish up the first season and I've nearly finished it. But yeah, when Gina, uh, Gina Carano came on screen, I said to my wife, I was like, oh, she's a really cool character and I want to like her as well but she's a bit of a knob and it's uh, it's really putting me off the character who is wait who is Gina Carano let me get she's her an MMA up, yeah. fighter but she in the Mandalorian uh... she's the other like bounty hunter that he meets uh, on that sort of not the not endor planets that they go to sure well it is good i've only watched the first two episodes though so you're way ahead of me uh, no but the, <laughs> the social media service is yes, like, it's, it's yeah. a french thing i mean right let me write French social media service. Hmm. Oh, that's not that's not targeted enough. <laughs> Although apparently, leading social media site in France, Facebook, or as they call it, Facebook. Yeah, I mean that that that's sort of unsurprising, isn't it? It's still a big juggernaut behemoth. Look, it's called like love by mums and aunts. It's called like it's called something like Falub or Halub, or something <laughs> like that. And actually, apparently, it's just got these. It's a it's a mixture of Tinder and friendship. So you you've got to believe it's going to go down the Tinder route there mm. eventually. But you just you, you join chat rooms, kind of, and it's meant to replicate the real life experience of going into a room and saying, oh at this dinner party or party that you're at at someone's house. Those seem like a cool bunch of cats. I'm going to talk to them about stuff. And you go over and talk to them and they're like, they're talking about something boring. I don't know, mortgages. And in real life, you're kind of stuck there for a bit. Not in this app. You just leave and find a better room. And then, yeah, what, when you, you're going to add people, you're going to add friends as you do this. I think I'm going to skip Twitter. And go straight to this app and just go into every room and say, is anyone like wrestling? Guarantee you that app will be full of dicks and bums uh, by the end of the week. And that's all the chat rooms will be about. Uh, Your mum's on there, so probably will be. (laughs) Can't help it. Like It's 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 on her mind 24-7, I think. But yeah, it's it's, um, what a fascinating little thing. But like, surely that's just a chat room. That's what chat rooms have been since, you know, the, the late 90s. Luke, 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 Luke. It's an app. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, sorry. I do apologize. It's it is is new. It's revolutionizing <laughs> the way we communicate online. It's what you were doing on Reddit anyway in an app. And we've seen this with Twitter Fleet. Uh, they've they or fleets or whatever they they announced this week, which is just I mean, Instagram. Stuff. I thought they were queefs. No, I'm pretty sure they're fleets. Queefs you is que a different app. That's a different app you're on. That's a different no. chat service that you're a part I mean, of. I mean, with your queefs. See what that is. Oh, <laughs> <Dear> God. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, they introduced fleets and everyone's just like, I mean, that's just. It's just Instagram stories, which I've already got on Instagram and on Facebook. Uh, it's every social media platform now is basically just trying to be the same as the other social media platforms to stop you going to the other social media platforms, I, I guess, is, is, is the sort of mentality. Hey, that's not an uncommon business practice. We do lists. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's a reason WrestleTalk does lists. Oh yeah, and we've been we've been trying to get lists off the ground since I first started. That was like your yeah. first command you gave to me was just like, "You're going to be our lists guy. Make me mm. some lists." And you're like, "Nah, podcasts." I'm like, fair yeah, enough. Podcasts. This is more fun. <laughs> <laughs> lists take ages to produce, and I don't know enough things. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, before we go, any plans for the weekend? Briefly. Um, no, I, I mean, I told I told you apart from Survivor Series. I don't do anything now. That's yeah, my lockdown okay. life. I've just purchased Marvel Alliance 3 on the Switch. That's it. Also writing the book. That's the you can just assume oh. writing the book or playing that game. Oh, writing the book. That's an mm. exciting bit. You know what? Um, Actually, I will drop this in here because it's kind of interesting. I said I've got to finish the first draft by the end of the year. And I've not been as good at writing stuff as I, I should have been. I'm behind on my targets. And I read an article the other day that said a good way to do that is to put a bet on with someone that you won't do it, sorry, that you will do it, and there's this money on the line. And I thought, well, what's what's a, an amount of money that would really kick me in the butt, that would force me to get this thing done? I think I might make a bet with someone that either I finish the book by the end of the year or I pay them a thousand pounds. Is it me? No, it's not you. you made? Oh, it's it's the writing uh, writing class Tudor. Oh. That's oh, it's, I'm I'm already anxious. Money, it's dude. so I much money. That, that's so much money. I think you were going to say like a tenner, but no, no like a thousand pounds. That's a lot of money. Well, that's yeah. I, I've got to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> well, send him your well wishes on Twitter. Also, get your emails in and your podcast reviews in. There'll be prizes. We haven't quite decided what the prizes are yet, but there will be them. Just get the reviews in. That's the important thing. Um, I'll be back tomorrow with Denise on the magazine show. Thank you very much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 